into A to Z Sports Primetime on a Sunday evening from the Superbook Sports Studios. I'm your host, Buck Rising, and I'm proud, as always, to be presented to you by the Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage. Go to GaryAshton.com, get your dream address without the stress, and most importantly, the Intel Edge you need to succeed with GaryAshton.com. Of course, Superbook Sports, where you wager on baseball, the NBA playoffs. We're in the middle of it right now. A fun game between the Clippers and the Suns taking place presently. Unfortunate that the Grizzlies couldn't get the job done today. But no matter what you're wagering on, Superbook Sports is the best sports book to do so. And TrueMath Fitness in the Gulch, your first workout is free as a Middle Tennessee resident at TrueMathFitness.com. The easiest thing to do is to go to TrueMath Fitness and to help or to get the help that they will provide you as you achieve your fitness goals. TrueMathFitness.com for all their membership options as well. So I think Titans fans have lulled themselves into a false sense of security. Um, I think that you guys think that the roster uh, culling, like the clearing, uh, the clearing of salary, I think you guys think that this is done at this point. And I'm here to tell you that it's not. Now, what I can't specifically tell you is what exactly they're going to do to alleviate the roster pressure that they're under. But basically, at this point, there are a number of options on the table for the Tennessee Titans to continue to have to, need to, clear salary cap space. MK Zipper Club says security of what? Security that this is over, that this is you know, this is the core of the team. You know, the draft class will come. Um, and of course, it's not a finished product before the 2023 season, but I think it's very, very likely that there is a surprising to you guys move that happens with this roster that sees, uh, you know, one of your favorite players either cut or extended in a way that you're not necessarily a fan of Ryan Tannehill cough, cough. I think there's a couple of different things that you need to be keeping an eye on, uh, that have not yet happened yet. And it felt like to me. The vast majority of Titans fans, once we've gotten through the second and third waves of free agency, it's just like, okay, you know, this is manageable at this point, but it's not done yet. So I want to ask you guys the question, your two rivers for take, what's the biggest roster move that the Titans have yet to make? We'll talk about it together on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. Uh, in the meantime, I will remind you that you guys are, uh, that your two rivers for take rather is presented by two rivers Ford. two rivers Ford is where you go for 2023 model year Fords and award-winning customer service. Nobody makes the car buying experience faster, friendlier, or more fun than Two Rivers Ford and their non-commissioned sales staff. You can order a vehicle like I did, shop their inventory on the lot, or shop online. Two Rivers Ford in Mount Juliet or online at tworiversford.com. So what's the biggest roster move that has yet to be made for this franchise? And you know, I should almost, I should have almost made it more specific because I think that you guys are probably going to think that it's the draft and it may well be the draft. I don't, I'm not necessarily ruling that out as an option. I just think that before the 2023 season starts, that there's still more problems, uh, more roster cut problems that they're going to have ahead of them. So uh, as we go through this, uh, let's see, Mr. Jones says Titans aren't trading Derek or Bayard. Maybe not, right? There's nothing definitive about this. They have options on the table 
Some of them are less pleasant than others, right? Some of them would be received worse than others. The benefits of them, we won't know until this is actually a football team that they field and that they try to go out and win football games with. Matt Drew says wide receiver because we were literally the worst wide receiver core. And he's right. Uh, they are, Well, I mean, there are some categories statistically that the Titans that, that had worse counting stats than the Titans wide receivers last year, but not many, right? And it's basically, it's, it is the exact same group. There's, there's no new additions right now. All the guys in your wide receiver core are guys who return. Now they will add somebody in the NFL draft, whether that's in the first round, second round, third round, fourth round, whenever it happens, if there's multiple players to that position that they add, there will be more wide receiver transactions coming, but it's probably a rookie. And how much is that really, how much does that really do to elevate the status of your wide receiver? Not much. Um, so Kenneth Davidson says, I can see extensions to Tannehill, Henry and Bayard all get one or two year extensions to lower this year's hit. Now, I think that's a very utopian approach, um, but they have options on the table. That's theoretically, they could do that, Kenneth. They could extend all three guys um, in some form or fashion and bring down the cap hit of all three. That's entirely possible. They could do it uh, comfortably. They could do it in a way that makes that gives them a lot more room. But if it's so simple to do it that way, why wouldn't they have done that before free agency where they could potentially get in on the action on some higher profile, higher ticket items in free agency? It's a fair question. Now, you may say, well, that's not really the place that they're in right now. They're not looking to do long-term deals as evidenced by their, their free agency class. And I would be inclined to agree with you. Absolutely. Um, but I do think that there's, you know, that the, uh, the best case scenario in this situation in a lot of your guys' minds is probably one of the least likely scenarios because there is going to be a resolution on, well, let's, let, let's get into this, uh, here in just a second, because there's a clip that I want you guys to see. Okay. Buda Baker. Buda Baker is a stud safety for the Arizona Cardinals. He is who I think he was playing with Honey Badger when Honey Badger was still a Cardinal, or he might have been the Honey Badger replacement. I think there might have been a year or two of crossover at some point. But Buda Baker out of Washington, a badass. He's requested a trade from Arizona. And basically the logic is they're not going to win. He's a winning player. He is an asset. Can they get something for him? Because they're not going to win meaningful football games in 2023, right? Most people assume this. So I want you guys to listen to the way that the Arizona version of me, for example, right? I do talk radio here locally in Nashville, as well as the primetime show and, um, you know, the, the uh, 615 sessions, the podcast, and then the install. Like, I do talk radio here in Nashville, right? So imagine the discussion. Do you think the discussion is calmer? Or do you think the discussion is more frantic for a team that knows, clearly knows it's in Rebuild mode with a franchise, quote-unquote, quarterback under contract. Do you think Cardinals uh, fans feel better or worse about their situation than Titans fans do? Uh, based on this uh, interaction, I think it's pretty clear. Trade him. Oh, boy. Trade him. Trade him. You're not going to win? I mean, this is, this, is, this, is, this is terrible for the organization. And it's terrible. Your best pet player, the face of your franchise, the guy that will run through a wall and win a football game doesn't want to be here? What does that say? It says he doesn't believe in the direction of the team. doesn't believe in the, the direction of the team. That he knows he's not going to win here, so he wants out. He wants to go somewhere where he's going to win. Budabaker has requested a trade. Wow. You know what? You got no choice. You got to trade him. 
got to trade him. You got to trade the Cardinals will be the worst team in the NFL next year. They'll be the worst team in the well, NFL. They were going to be with Buda. They were going to be with them. But this locks it up. They're going to be the worst team in the league. They'll have the first pick in the draft. So that's what it sounds out sounds like for a team that is clearly in rebuild. You want to be a part of that where it's frantic, where it's this franchise is a wasteland, where you're coming off of ownership problems, you've got questions left and right. Bad organizations went, lose football games, purposefully or not. This is not, there's a common thread there. Now, you may want the Titans to tank. You may want the Titans to sell off all their assets. You may want the Titans to do the things necessary to eat it in 2023 and come out smelling like daisies in 2024. The reality is there's no, there's no definitive causality between tanking and being a successful football team. Tank for Tua, you can say that it worked, but the Dolphins didn't make the postseason last year. Arizona. Arizona did the bright and flashy things. This shit just blew up in Arizona's face, and now they're stuck with Kyler Murray on an even longer-term deal. They gave extensions. It's just a terrible waste of money. They gave the extensions to Cliff Kingsbury and the former general manager, Steve Keim, and then fired them the year after they gave them extensions. Like, these are the kind of organizations who think tanking is a feasible solution. So I would say to you, keep that in mind as you consider all the options on the table, because there's a number of them that you may think sound good, but very, very rarely work. Uh, Let's get into the conversation. Uh, The Dolphins did make the postseason just without Tua. Uh, No, they didn't. Miami didn't make the postseason this year, did they? Is that true, Bert? Dolphins made the playoffs? That's interesting. Who who started a quarterback then for them? Was it Teddy? Oh, I don't remember that at all. Okay, well that's pretty interesting. <laughs> Bad comparison uh, there for me to make. I uh, but that eh, you know the Dolphins thing is complicated. That's a bad example. It's a good point, Mark. I'm bl- I'm glad that you brought that up uh, because I think the oh my God, it was Skylar Thompson. Okay, that's why that that makes sense. Why it was completely forgettable. Because Skylar Thompson played the Bills in the first round. All right, I've got, I'm starting to put things back together. Miami, a bad example. My apologies. Um, but I would say that the the tank for Tua situation still did not come out completely cleanly on the other side, right? Now, a lot of that, they can't help that Tua got his brain scrambled and Teddy got his brain scrambled in the middle of this season. They probably would have been a more successful NFL team had those concussions not been a legitimate thing. But, uh, yeah, I had forgotten that Skylar Thompson was the player who started a playoff game for Miami this year. That's worse than Matt Moore starting a playoff game for Ryan Tannehill while well, they got smoked by the Steelers. Um, but they did the thing. They thought they had a shot at it last year. They That may be – they may not get further than that, right? That may have been Miami's best shot to get through the playoffs to make meaningful imp- a meaningful impact – in the playoffs, and what happened? It got sandbagged because their quarterback got hurt. So there's no perfect solution where tanking and Super Bowl championships are, are equitable, right? Super Bowl is the standard. Super Bowl is what you guys want, franchise quarterbacks and all these things. Would you consider Tua a franchise quarterback despite them tanking for him? He looks a lot better with Mike McDaniel. I'll grant you that. But there's a couple of different things that you have to keep in mind because the whole discussion around Tua is, is he actually the guy? And if you're going to go through all the heartbreak of what the Dolphins fans have just done just to land a Tua, then you've got to consider, is that actually worth the suffering, the loss, the lack of interest, the the things that you're going to 
hurt yourself in the long term. You're going to lose fan interest. You're going to lose momentum, all these different things that do matter for a playoff team or a team that is trying to continue to have sustained success and to continue to keep you guys interested because it's a very kind of fleeting fan base, I would call the Titans fans. All right, so uh, A to Z Sports Primetime is presented by the Ashton Real Estate Group of REMAX Advantage. GaryAshton.com is where you go for the Intel Edge. I'm going to give you the Intel on a move that I think is most likely for this franchise, given that I don't think they're done clearing cap right now. We'll talk about that together right after I remind you that the Ashton Real Estate Group will get you the Intel Edge that you need to succeed to sell your home without any showings or staging to sell your current home while you find your next one in this red-hot Nashville real estate market, to win the buyer battle and cash in on your home equity now. Nobody's better. Nobody has better information or better properties than the official real estate agent of the primetime show, the Nashville Predators, and my radio show, the Ashton Real Estate Group of REMAX Advantage at GaryAshton.com. So here's the thing that I think is most likely. Um... I think that the most likely scenario out of any of these is Derrick Henry getting a one-year extension that brings down the cap situation for Derrick in 2023. I think that Derrick is more important to this football team than he is to any other football team out there. I don't. I think that's exactly why the market was piss poor for him, um, where teams were calling to see what Derrick Henry could be had for. Turns out, jack shit, right? Not a, not a good market for Derrick Henry this year where teams were calling and offering trade compensation that was not worth the Titans legitimately considering that interest. Derrick Henry is more important to the Titans than he is for any other team, right? So while Derrick Henry is still, we know him to be a productive NFL player, then it has to be a circumstance where you look at this and say, okay, if we're going to ride this thing out with Derrick Henry, how can we make it the most feasible? The best way to make it the most feasible is a one-year extension to lower Derrick Henry's cap hit. That way you're not tied to him beyond, uh, beyond 2024. He still has a lot of upside. And if he falls off a cliff in 2024, then you can walk away from him without any uh, salary cap blood on your hands, right? That should be the best way. Now, whether Derrick would do that or not, because I imagine Derek would want some better security in a situation like that. I would imagine that Derek Henry would much rather see a situation where he knows that he's got more both financial security and in terms of the place that he's very comfortable. Derek Henry does not want to play for another organization than the Tennessee Titans. In fact, I know for a fact that he was very upset by the idea that they had even considered taking calls on him. Derek is a, uh, it's kind of crazy. I, and I, I don't want, I don't want this to sound like, like a negative connotation because I don't mean it as a negative connotation. But Derek's a very um, sensitive individual where it relates to like the things that make him comfortable, his comfort level, his level of trust, right, and what it is that allows him to operate in a space, a mindset that allows him to be the highest version of himself, the best version of himself, right. I know this really bothered Derek this offseason. I've talked to a couple of different people about that fact because Derek Henry wants to play for the Tennessee Titans organization. The same kind of passion and emotion from Jeff. You don't really get that from Derek. Derek's not like an outwardly emotional guy like that, but I know that it does bother him. I know that this is something that that 
the idea of any kind of change. Derrick Henry is super change averse. This is not something that was going to sit well with him and something that I know he had to be kind of talked down about a little bit. So I think a one-year extension is feasible. I think Derek is still feasible at this stage. I think, you know, whether they do the same thing with Tannehill very much depends on, on how they handle this upcoming draft. And I think that the Tannehill thing is much more up in the air um, as far as an extension is concerned. Because I personally, I would be more comfortable with extending Ryan Tannehill than I would be extending Derrick Henry. Just because I know quarterbacks last longer on playing percentages. It's got nothing to do with the individual player. Um, uh, it, it's got nothing to do with the uh, with the individual player. It's just, uh, it's just I'm playing the odds, right? Quarterbacks last longer than running backs. Um, even if the quarterback is a more expensive proposition, the quarterback matters more, the quarterback lasts longer. I would be more inclined to extend the quarterback. Now, I don't think necessarily that that's the best option either. If they think that they have a quarterback in this draft class that they can land, that makes a ton of sense for them to move forward into the future with and to let him sit behind Tannehill for a year. That's that's really, that that I think, if they can have a clean exit from the Tannehill experience in a situation where they think they're getting a higher ceiling player, then I think absolutely that is the route to go. But if that doesn't work out, then you have to have, again, options on the table. I think a Derrick Henry extension, a one-year extension, makes the most sense. Um, Mr. Jones says, Buck just hates Derrick. No, I really don't. I'm telling you, it's been my great honor and privilege. I've said this a million times. Um, to uh, to cover uh, to cover uh, I, what I, who I think is probably a future Hall of Famer. Um, so I don't hate Derek Henry. In fact, Derek Henry, my professional like any professional success I've had is because the Titans have been successful, right? Like my my success, your guys' interest in my show or the shows that I do, all of that is directly tied to how well your football team. Right? You're not here for me. You're here to talk about the football team. And give a damn about what I have to say if I'm talking about, you know, Suns Clippers at the half. You're here to talk about the Titans. So I love Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry's made me a lot of money <laughs> over the course of my career. Uh, I don't, there's nothing, in fact, there is nothing I love more in my professional existence than Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry has helped me uh, pay for my mortgage. He helped me get a new car. He helped, he helps me live a very, very uh, comfortable lifestyle that I've grown very accustomed to. So I'm not trying to run the money train off anytime soon. But I am also cognizant of how NFL teams work and that at a certain point, this has to end, right? It can't go on forever. And so even as I even as I love Derrick Henry, even as Derrick Henry has done a great deal of good for me, even if Derrick doesn't know it or he's not going out of the way, that's just the nature of, of the profession, right? I'm not interested in running Derrick Henry off while he can still be a high-level player because I need Derrick Henry. I need people to care about the Titans. But if they can still win football games and figure out a solution beyond Derrick Henry, then yeah, in the same way that they're figuring out solutions beyond Ryan Tannehill for the quarterback stuff, um, they have to figure out a plan after Derrick Henry too. It's not it's not a hot take. <laughs> All right, let's talk about uh, which quarterback um, in this upcoming draft class you do not want to see end up with the Colts. Let's discuss together on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. Uh, between the... Uh, between the um, quarterbacks that you think will be available at the fourth overall selection which quarterback do you not want to end up in indianapolis let's talk about it on facebook youtube twitter and twitch while you guys do that i will remind you that the primetime show is presented by superbook sports baseball season is in full effect 
We're watching playoff basketball right now in the NHL. I believe the postseason starts tomorrow, as a matter of fact. There's no better sportsbook app for you to wager on than Superbook Sports. Make it all count this spring with the best sportsbook app out there. It's a direct line to experience bookmakers behind the counter in Las Vegas. Plus, you get a $250 bonus when you sign up, deposit, and wager in the same day. Don't let spring pass you by without winning money with Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com for terms and conditions. Gambling problem? Call the Tennessee Red Line, 1-800-889-9789. So, uh, looking at the circumstances for the quarterbacks in this draft and not knowing what the Titans, the Titans' level of involvement is going to be, which quarterback option would you prefer to uh, see the least in Indianapolis? Uh, Young or Stroud, says Kenneth Davidson. It seems unlikely that those two would be available at four, but I understand those those would be various obvious, uh, very obvious answers. Uh, James Brahman says Hendon Hooker. Uh, Hendon Hooker, I think <laughs> Hendon Hooker uh, as an Indianapolis cult going against the Titans twice a year would do. A, it would be it would be Peyton Manning light, right? Peyton. It, I don't Hendon Hooker. I don't think is going to go on. I don't know what he's going to be in his professional career necessarily. I don't necessarily know that he's going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer the way that Peyton is. But imagine another Tennessee quarterback going and being drafted by the Indian, Indianapolis Colts and having a great uh, run of success against the Tennessee Titans. Uh, Vols fans and Titans fans would be apoplectic. It would be a tough situation, I think, for them to deal with. Uh, let's see. Ken Kanev says Lamar Jackson. <laughs> That's probably the right answer because if the Colts get banged on this upcoming draft where you have a situation um, where Lamar Jackson, and you're going to hear a clip from Ben Roethlisberger actually breaking down Lamar Jackson here in just a second. But if there becomes a circumstance where the Colts miss out on the quarterbacks in this draft and they're not comfortable, um, you know, and it's not worth it to take Stetson Bennett with a, sixth round pick right I that's kind of where Stetson Bennett is being projected right now or it's not worth taking Max Duggan for what if he's not gonna pan out to be your future starting NFL quarterback when you already have Gardner Minshew and Sam Ellinger on the roster I think it's entirely possible that Indy could have to put together a trade proposal that exceeds what Baltimore is willing to match and try and make a play from Lamar Jackson if they're serious about contending this year now they could do the Passive tank, not actively tank, but they could roll forward into 2023 with Gardner Minshew as their starter and maybe hope that Sam Allinger uh, is able to Brock Purdy this situation with a with a better team around him. I don't know. I don't think that I think the Colts have plenty of roster issues right now, too. But man, I am uh, I am fascinated. I I don't think there's a I honestly don't think there's a more interesting thing. And in fact, Robert put that in the radio grid for tomorrow. I don't think there's a more interesting team in this upcoming draft in the Indianapolis Colts um, because there are so many different ways that this could go poorly for them, even as they've got a top five selection, a top four selection at this point. Um, if I was a Titans fan, and if I was uh, interested in seeing a quarterback who I, or, or if I was interested in not seeing a particular quarterback, end up in Indianapolis, I would not want the Colts to end up with Anthony Richardson if I was a Titans fan. Because I think if you were turning your nose up at the Anthony Richardson experience, he goes to Indianapolis at four and he ends up lighting you up twice a year, whether it's on the, in, through the air or on the ground, you're going to hate it. And I think that he has a higher percentage chance to do that than the other two, Levison Hooker, in this spot. Um, 
Lamar, although Lamar Jackson is probably the right answer at this point. Uh, Xavier Cohen says Colts still going to be mid buck. It's, you know, it's possible, but like you're mid tides are mid too. Texans are below mid, right? They're, they're, uh, well, I, uh, I don't want to, I don't want to butcher my uh, terminology, but what's the difference between mid and Reggie? Like, aren't they, <laughs> aren't they the same thing? Like whatever is below mid is what the Houston Texans are. And the Titans fans, uh, rather the Titans, not fans, but the Titans, if, if the Titans are seven st- losers of seven straight, how am I supposed to look at that as anything but mid? They finished with a below 500 record for the first time under Mike Vrabel. Like, what is there to indicate to me that any of these te- damn teams are good? I don't, And I really don't know that Jacksonville is going to be sustainably good. I just know I feel better about them because I think they've got uh, a quarterback. I think they've got enough wiggle room on the roster around that quarterback's contract to make that roster better. So if you were, you know, betting futures, I think the Jags are the safest bet. But, uh, you know, I think uh, I think that all f- it's entirely possible that all four of these AFC South teams are ass, like just complete unadulterated shit again in a year where there's not one team definitively coming in as the favorite. And I think that the Titans have been that for the last couple of years, and it's no longer the case. You can't just assume that because they all seem to stink again. <laughs> and, you know, it's just. Again, for the 10th straight year, it feels like we're talking about who can be the worst, who can be king of the dumpster pile that is the AFC South. We will find out. Um, All right, this is a free site. The best thing that I saw on the internet this weekend. Fair or foul is the question. Uh, Fair or foul? Ben Roethlisberger's comments on his podcast about Lamar Jackson. Uh, Kind of providing context for somebody who Ben has seen, uh, who Ben has watched play. Uh, the last couple of years in the same division, um, Lamar Jackson. Now, Ben Roethlisberger obviously retired and has entered the podcast space as so many current and former athletes are. Uh, I think that uh, I think that you guys are going to be interested in this. Salisbury meme page on YouTube says, Buck, I listen to every 104.5 show every day of work. And I'm a diehard Titans fan who's a pretty positive fan, but the Titans are absolutely going to stink. Yeah, I mean, I uh, I just... I don't know. I don't have anything. I don't have anything grounded in fact or reality to base it on other than like, it's just a gut feeling. Like at some point, this football team is going to suck and they suck pretty bad last year. So maybe, maybe that's it. Maybe that's as, as bad as it's going to feel. Um, maybe they look more competitive and they don't lose consecutive games like that. That makes you feel like they've gotten better, but they don't actually, they're not actually a better football team. Like they could, there's a, there's a scenario and we can talk about this tomorrow. I'm coming up with all kinds of radio topics while we do the primetime show right now. But I think, uh, Bert, I hope you're writing these down because I'm not going to remember them as soon as I uh, as soon as I finish the show. Um, I think there's a scenario where the Titans could finish with the exact same record and also be considered a better football team than they were last last year, right? Like I think this team could go seven and ten, and you feel like you feel okay, right? Seven and ten this year felt icky, felt disgusting, felt like you were like you were losers. The Titans were losers. And I think it's entirely possible that this team goes seven and ten again as they try and figure things out, and you come away feeling like, ah, okay, seven and ten, not the worst. It's like, uh, it's like that. Uh, not Steve Sarkeesian. Who's the? Uh, um, oh, I'm blanking on the on the old ball, the head ball coach, uh, Steve Spurrier. Steve Spurrier, when he was the for a brief moment in time, the head coach of the Washington Commander Skins football team, and he got up there at the. It was an end of season podium. They were like five and twelve. He gets up there five and eleven. He gets up there five and eleven. I can't do a uh, I can't do a, a Spurrier impression. But five and eleven. Well, 
not not very good, but we weren't the worst team in the league or something like that. Like it's just a it's an objectively hilarious clip because he's just up there coping. Um, and I think seven and ten is entirely possible for this year. And you also come away feeling better about seven and ten in twenty twenty three than you did in twenty twenty two. Um, this is a free site. So Ben Roethlisberger's comments on uh, Lamar Jackson. I'm going to play this clip for you right after I remind you that the primetime show is presented by True Math Fitness in the Gulch. The best way to work out is True Math Fitness. Their workouts are fantastic. Boot camp style classes, about 40 minutes, efficient, effective. You're not going to overexert yourself, but you are going to feel yourself being pushed in a safe and fun way with the True Math Fitness workouts that their coaching staff designs. True Math Fitness is the best place for all your different workout options, whether you want those group classes, whether you're somebody who wants a more personalized approach, they have personal training. They also have an open gym for you to work out as you please with any of their great membership options. TrueMathFitness.com is where you go for your first workout free. Uh, <laughs> Pastor Raymond Little immediately doing schedule predictions. I would rather gouge my eyes out with a spoon than do record predictions and on Sunday, April the 16th. I would I would rather, honestly, I would rather eat uh, a, 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 a can of cat of my cat's food than do record predictions on April the 16th. You can't you can't tell me anything that's more mind-numbingly dumb at this time of year. Respectfully, Pastor. <laughs> I just I just think there's not a bigger waste of breath. Um, all right, Ben Roethlisberger. So Lamar Jackson, speaking of the Colts and potential uh quarterback situations that they could end up with Ben Roethlisberger was asked about Lamar Jackson's situation he was doing a podcast his own podcast podcast it would appear uh and the comments about Lamar are the things that gain the most traction this is former Steelers quarterback Ben Roethlisberger um you know it just depends I think if you if Lamar comes back and is playing um happy right like is he just come back on a franchise tag or he's just kind of like I really don't want to be here I'm just collecting a check yeah or does he get a deal and he comes out there and he's like I'm 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 gonna go out and do my thing, and then you got that dude out there on the outside. Mm -hmm. um, it's gonna be a problem. It's a big deal. It is. That's a that's 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 a big boost. Yeah, because you better put a safety. You know, with Lamar, you want to bring safeties down to stop help stop the run because you're not you don't really fear Lamar's arm, um, his accuracy all the time. Sure, he's got a huge arm. He can make things happen when he scrambles and whatever. But you don't fear him just sitting in the pocket and picking you apart. Sure. So you can bring safeties down because you you do fear him running because he's different level runner. So you fear that. Yeah. So you bring safeties down. But now, if you got that guy on the outside, you better put a safety back, or it's one on one. You can just throw it to him. Mm -hmm. So it, it definitely creates um, some potential opportunities for that that offense and and for um, Lamar to run if he has to, or to take those big shots down the field if he if he needs to. If they're bringing the safeties down, yeah. No, I think that if Lamar comes back, I think the AFC North is is one of if not the more interesting mm -hmm. divisions. A lot of really good quarterbacks. Yeah. yeah. It's going to be interesting to see. So that is Ben Roethlisberger talking about Lamar Jackson on his podcast, audio and video courtesy of. Um, so, you know, I think I, I, it, fair or foul is the question. Um, and I think that's fair. I think it's completely fair. Lamar's accuracy is not the thing. Like, of the things that you fear about Lamar Jackson, pinpoint ball placement and accuracy is not the thing that he's going to kill you with, right? Like that's not his that's not his best trait. Doesn't mean that he's an inaccurate quarterback. 
doesn't mean for these lame ass people that say, oh, you don't want to pay a running back and make you know dumbass comments about Lamar Jackson being a running back at this point when he's obviously a very high level quarterback and somebody who's won a, a most valuable player uh, award in the NFL in his second year, I believe. Um, uh, he's a former MVP of the league. So it's, it's nonsense to sit there and try and denigrate him as a quarterback, even if the uh, criticism is, yeah, he's not the most accurate guy in the world, right? He's not the most accurate guy in the world. That's, that's quantifiable fact. And go back and look at all, all of the both advanced measurements and counting stats on Lamar and say, yes, Lamar Jackson is on aggregate, not the most accurate quarterback in the league. And that'd be completely fair criticism. Now you can turn it into a slight if you want to. You can try and you know you can try and make Ben's uh, Ben's comments something that they're not. I'm sure Ravens fans because it's a former Steeler talking about it or livid that uh, anybody would dare anybody who used to wear uh, uh, black and gold would dare besmirch the name of a Ravens quarterback. Whatever, but like it's completely it's completely fair to look at that and say yeah Lamar Jackson. What Ben Roethlisberger is saying there it makes a ton of sense. It's why Lamar Jackson has had success in the league, but also why there are ways to stop Lamar, right? The Titans have done it a couple of times. Um, now, not in a playoff game. Not when it mattered much. Well, actually, they have in a playoff game. They did that pretty decisively in a playoff game, in a playoff game in Baltimore when the Ravens were the number one overall seed. So, um, okay, that's going to do it for us tonight here on the Primetime Show. Radio show tomorrow, 10 to 1 on 104.5 The Zone. We hope you guys will... Hang out with us there, um, and certainly we will have a lot to discuss. We're going to go over a lot of these topics. I think we're going to explore the Kevin Byard situation more in depth because I've been trying to get as much information as humanly possible about Byard's circumstance so I can figure out, you know, where where are, what are the Titans going to do? Because I don't think they're done yet. Um, yeah, so we'll do that from 10 to 1 on 104.5 The Zone. Have a great rest of your weekend, uh, whatever remains of it, and I will see you, if not on radio, Tomorrow night on A to Z Sports Prime Time. Well, are you surprised to hear that? <laughs> Certainly not. The first year we took it to the limit. And I was in Miami with my new beach house. Well, it was a couple minutes from the beach. It's been 20 years since then. We haven't been too strong in the last few years. Oh, we've been strong. We're just playing by the rules. You can't have a newcomer come in and steal a show.